Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, welcome back to the drawing board, uh, episode seventeen. I should probably keep 17. track of this, but episode seventeen, yeah, first episode of season two, and the first episode of the new year. Chris, how's it going? Twenty twenty four. Sheesh, new year. Any any resolutions, Mac? Did we talk about resolutions last last time? I think we did, and I was actually planning but on. We know we talk like, about predictions. Back. We talk about predictions. We we also did some like basic resolutions as well, but I don't think we either of us had any good ones prepared. I I kind of have yeah. some like uh, I I thought about it a little bit just for the pod. I was like, oh, what could I talk about? So I have a couple in mind. Um, mm-hmm. but do you do you as well or? Yeah, but I want to hear yours. Okay, um, I guess we can just start there. So last year, obviously, I had like kind of like the default ones, just like oh, go to the gym or whatever. And I think I did a little bit again. It was similar to like what I said last year about I was kind of consistent for a bit and then I stopped again. So I mean, yeah, same thing again. Just trying to be pro- try to be proper consistent this time. It's the plight of yeah. plight of man, dude. Trying to be consistent in the gym. Um, and then <laughs> the one I was thinking about is like it's kind of like a. It's, it's there's no like concrete thing to it so it's probably not a good like actual goal because goal is supposed to be like measurable or whatever but i was thinking just like in general being a more like effective or like like potent person like i feel like just reflecting back on the previous year like i got stuff done but compared to like how much i know or like what level i know i could be operating at in terms of like how much i work per day or how many of those hours are effective work compared to mm-hmm like where, where i'm at now i feel like it could be so much higher and then also this previous year having like watched a bunch or not i mean similar to i guess previous years but uh, this year i kind of reflected on it more ha- having like seen these like like entrepreneurs and like youtubers stuff like that and like the, the level that they seem to operate like, for example alex Ramosi, like this guy is like like i don't know it's just like the to, to think that the level that i'm operating at and the level this guy's operating at and like we're both the same species is like it's kind of sad for the rest of us to be like, <laughs> we're actually operating on this level when we could be operating on this level because there's nothing that separates us from him, right? So this kind of idea yeah. in general of th- this next year of being more an, a, a more efficient, a more potent, a more like effective person in the things that I do, um, which I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just time management and like productivity and stuff like that. But just like the general like vibe I'm going into this year with is like just being effective, being potent is the word I, I like. Potent. Potent is a fire word. I, I, when I used to work at a company, uh, there's this guy that no matter what it was or what you were working on, somehow this person would be involved. And so we all like mm-hmm. used to call him prolific. Like this person was prolific. He was everywhere. He was doing everything, and he was like really impactful. And so like in in that company, everyone was like, always be prolific. Never get blocked. Be prolific. Uh, I I get the same vibes from you being potent. Yeah. How about you? You got any? Um. Wait, who's Alex Ramosius? You know who Alex Ramosius? Okay, let me switch him up. Alex Ramosius. Harmosius. I don't think you. I think you would def. You would think definitely not because he's like big into like the startups. Oh, uh, I've never seen this guy. No way. I built a ten million dollar trash collecting. Oh, this guy seems cool. I mean, yeah, like he he does a clickbait like Gary Vee style headlines. But his content is actually like I mean I'm not that much like into entrepreneurship. But like one thing this previous year as well that I was, um, like maybe not a realization, but like a thought that I had is that uh, like being an entrepreneur is way way harder than like anything that I'm trying to do, or like, um, just because 
I feel like, or at least for me, like if I don't have like a structured plan, I find it so much harder to get work done. And on, on top of that, there's not actually as much work or as much work required when it's a clearly laid out plan. Whereas with like with entrepreneurs, like these guys just like work for like 12 hours a day for like four years consistently with yeah. like just the hope that it might work. And that's like enough to drive them, which is like, I just got blown away by that. It's like, I need to get that mindset. But here's the thing, okay? Uh, most of them aren't under the hope that it might work. Most of the successful ones are under, like, think that it will work. And in some ways, it's like foolish because mm-hmm. you can't just obviously, obviously think that your thing will work no matter what. But that's the mm-hmm. good part about entrepreneurs is that they're so stupid and foolish going into it that they're willing to do whatever it takes. I think me and you both suffer from the opposite, which is we're pretty cognizant of like how things can fail or how things will go poorly. We're like pretty good mm-hmm. at analyzing this. But the bad part is we don't have the foolish optimism it requires to just like grind. Like it could be like grinding towards nothing. Um, but like that optimism is really necessary. Yeah. I, but like it's it's such an, a useful mindset to have for life in general that like that, that foolish um optimism in in combination with like uh, i think i was reading i can't remember whose tweet it was but it was like a tweet of like all successful people have like three like, traits or two traits it's like one of them is like a crippling sense of insecurity about their own ability two is like um like an unrelenting desire and like motivation to keep working and then three is like a positive mindset or something like that it was like kind of cheesy wait but like what is insecurity yeah like like a a sense that not 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 insecurity per se but like the idea that what i'm doing is not enough and i need to be doing more so like i was like oh i work 12 hours per day but like my competitor work 13 so i gotta be doing more because long term i'm gonna get i'm gonna be left behind type thing which I think, in, in to a certain extent, most people who are successful in any domain have that to a, like a certain extent. It's like, oh, I should have studied more. I should have put more hours in at work. I should have done more research before I did this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I feel the same way. Well, yeah. my, what what are your my... resolutions? Yeah, okay. For me, I was looking back at it. Um, I would label 2023, I think, as one of my worst years yet. Um, Why is that? Yeah. So on paper, I feel like I did a lot. Okay. Um, and I feel like I have a really good. Um, I have a really good awareness of time and like my place in time and how I should manipulate and treat time. I feel like I I think it's very valuable and I think that's the correct way to think about it. Um, mm-hmm. But. I I wasn't thinking about like compounding effects enough. And so I did a lot of stuff that I thought was good for the plot or like good about very valuable for memories or in the future would help. But I realized that I didn't like fully follow through properly on anything as I as I as I like as, as I would have liked to. And so this year, my new goal is just consistency. Like if I pick a thing that I want to do, I want to be very consistent in doing it. And so I I've, I I don't know. I've had like a lot of like short term bets, um, in the past, and like co ops for us is the definition of that. Like just do something for four months and then leave it forever. But I want to start doing mm-hmm. things on the longer scale, and so I, I want to be consistent. Um, one of the main things for me being consistent is when I lack momentum, um, I just ghost everything and everyone around me and just like dive deep into one thing, which is not good because if I want to be momentum? consistent and do things. 
yeah, this is when I lack momentum. Okay, so to gain momentum in whatever you're doing, you just ghost everything? Is that what you're saying? No, it's like basically when I'm feeling burnt out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I lack momentum, I feel burnt out. Like when you have momentum, you feel like you can do anything and you, you do everything. Sure. Right? Um, mm-hmm. But I la- when I lack momentum, I feel burnt out and then I just I ghost pretty much everything and I run away from problems, which is not mm. good. And it's not even problems. I just run away from using my energy to do things. So this year, I'm going to be more consistent is is my word i think that's pretty similar to what or not similar but like it's a similar vein of what you said last year i'm not sure if you remember what you did last year but last year you said um like you wanted to find the one thing that you want to be putting your energy toward for the next like five six years or it's like a long more long-term skill um Mm -hmm. would you say you've kind of begun to narrow that down more or is this year going to be kind of a rehashing and trying to run that back try to find that one thing it seems like you're talking I, about a similar thing where like you want to be more consistent in one thing. You've done a little, a bunch of mini projects, but not things you followed up on long-term. So mm-hmm. have you narrowed it down at least? Yeah, I think I've narrowed it down pretty well. Um, I think long-term, I just want to do inventing. Uh, okay. And it could be, it's vague enough that I, I could take multiple paths to do it. I could work at a company or I could, you know, like do it myself. Or I could start a business, um, but long term, mm-hmm. I think like in, being an inventor seems very cool. I I, I figured that out mid last year probably, um, but now I just want to be very consistent because inventing is cool, but it's like very it's a very small portion of actually getting a product to market. So if I decide mm-hmm. to invent something or make something, I just want to be consistent. And once I set a goal, I will do everything to reach that goal. And once I hit an obstacle, I won't just like falter off and not do it anymore. But yeah. Okay. But what is that like kind of, um, I don't know. I, I guess my question is what, what does it actually mean to be an inventor? Like you'll have to forgive inventor? my lack of uh, familiarity with like the tech sphere type of terminology. If that's it's one not of them, even like but... necessary tech. Like I just want to make things. Um, inventor, I want to make things that allow people to do things that they weren't able to do before. Okay. As opposed to like, what, what would the other options have been? Like, just like, like, yeah, yeah, like fang slave. Um, like. Well, yeah, that's one. Um, the other is like the the when I think of a classic entrepreneur, they're not really inventing mm-hmm. that much. Like they're they're trying to keep a business alive, and they're more on like mm. calls or trying to raise and stuff like that, which is very hard. Uh, someone I heard somewhere and they put it really well. It's like when when you're an entrepreneur or a founder, you are like just consistently every day think that your company is going to die and pulling like 10 different strings to keep it alive. And that's your life every day, which is very stressful, but that's okay. I just think that my role, I want it to be more foundational. And so that's why I want to invent. So it's, it's like more research and design, like R&D stuff. So like, um, would your ideal be like kind of jumping around, not jumping around, like in, in the same role of an inventor, but within like, multiple companies say like for example like you, you go to one company you like launch a product but then you don't want to deal with like the logistical annoyance of like getting out to market or like all that so then you go to a different company make something else you think is cool get from that company like is that kind of um, practically what yeah you look like? that's one route that's one route another is work at a company and just consistently launch products and then leave like leave that product and start like r&d on another one uh and the last is like form a business but I, like 
the last one is for my company for my product, but I only work very heavily on the engineering side and someone else takes care of this, like the classic founder role, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. definitely, I don't want to say lofty, but like, uh, yeah, yeah it's I don't, not know, that I don't know what word is used to describe. Yeah, it's like, like I, I like, like it, it seems very clear that you understand what kind of drives you, what gives you energy when you're working. Um, it's just, I guess, kind of putting that into the realm of reality and be like, okay, like this is obviously what I want to do, but how do I actually do this? Like, say like you're starting your own company, how, what, what is the actual like, process look like of being able to quickly offload all of this stuff you don't like enough without like but before even scaling to like to like have like ceos or whatever like people who can run all of the business and for you while you can kind of focus on the um like creative side uh, if you will because like, i feel like with most um i guess creative pursuits like the way that I've, or the place i've seen this most has been recently is like youtubers so like ali abdal did this uh, matt diavella did this he dropped like a video yesterday if I, I think you know who that is um where both of them have like they used to have like teams of 10 or 15 and they've all just cut down to like them plus a couple other people i think ali dub still has a fairly big team but he's completely disconnected from all the business side and all he does now is he makes videos when he wants to make videos and the rest of it is all just the team running the business and company and and matt Bell has really gone down from a team of like 15 20 people to just himself again so it's like it's kind of oh, wow. like the loop of the the creative where like they start off with themselves eventually they like have to scale or not have to scale but they they feel the pressure to scale as well a lot of them have said in their videos like they feel the pressure to scale to keep growing their business keep growing their brand keep income rolling in um, and then because of that they end up losing sight of what it is they actually liked but then the problem is like it would have been very difficult to to kind of set up the system they have now at the scale they have it without having gone through that process of scaling up and then scaling down if that makes sense actually yeah thinking about it a bit more Everything I said in the past 10 minutes is wrong. I'm still <laughs> <Okay>. lost. <laughs> I'm still lost. I don't know. I don't know proper resolutions. I was I was like, I was thinking a lot last night and like before this call about resolutions. Yeah. And so I, I, I kind of just told you what I wrote down. But you're right. It's, it's not really a good goal. Like, I, I don't like the resolution. I mean, it's, it's, but, okay, it's a good North Star. Yeah, but like resolutions shouldn't be north stars. North stars should be like your entire life should go towards a north north star, or like a decade yeah. should go towards a north star. Um, yeah, I guess mine is pretty shit then as well. Like mine's not really a concrete goal either. It's just like this lofty idea, or lofty prolific, idea of like oh, like, be more potent or potent prolific. Oh yeah, yeah be more potent. Okay, so if if I was to like under if you were if you told me this in my head in action, it just looks like you're doing more things. Yeah, exactly. Is that true? Okay. Basically, yeah. Like okay, I, yeah. I just don't feel like I'm doing enough relative to what I, I could be doing. Yeah. Well, like that's pretty actionable, right? Like you're doing more things, so you can do more things. I like, yeah. I, I guess. It, I guess it, it just sounds... makes like I'm just making productivity sound cooler. Like the my actual goal is like, yeah, I'm gonna start like time blocking and and like taking on more like side hustles or not side hustles, but, like some more like I don't time block really. But because I think honestly, a lot of it is like kind of like fluff. It takes more time to time block than it does to just mentally be like, oh, I'm gonna do this right now. I don't know. It's kind of a waste. I think. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I time block. I time block probably two weeks scattered throughout a year because I'm like, oh, I'm like so unproductive. I need to like time blocker and start time blocking now, so I don't mm -hmm. waste time anymore. 
and it works for that week, but then it gets really annoying and it gets me into good drive. So if, if you're like in a rut, I would suggest time blocking for the week. Yeah, I could try that. Yeah. Yeah, and but I, guess, I, I, think I don't think it comes to a point where it's just like it's more work than it's worth. Like just having yeah, like exactly. a simple calendar simple. in your head. Like if if you have like a predefined schedule, then I guess it's like um like easier to just sit down one day and time block out basically the next like, couple months because you know, okay, I'm gonna be waking up at this time, I've got to work this time, go to gym at this time, come back home at this time. Then it kind of keeps you on track. But even that could just be turned into like a one page like schedule rather than a whole a Google calendar or whatever it is people use time block yeah well the idea is like um the idea is that once you're focused on one thing in your head mm-hmm. you think oh i should finish this thing before i start the new one um mm-hmm. but they don't like give themselves enough time to to finish it and and so yeah. like this will drag out instead you give yourself the deadline of like oh i have one hour to get as much as i can done of this and then i'll revisit it later and i'll make time for it at some other point yeah, I feel like most like productivity tactics are just the same like few core principles just repackaged in new different new ways every time. Like like time blocking or um what is the thing where like a task will fill the time given to it? What is that thing called again? Yeah, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. What it's called. Yeah, that and then like using calendar apps and like the thousand different like notion copies or like notion like apps or are like they're, they're all just the same principles that are repackaged um which i think does have its purpose because i think a lot of times we need to hear a certain piece of like wisdom in a certain way for it to to like really hit home so i think like having it packaged in so many different ways for different people it does have its place but it gets a little like boring after a while if you've already found the thing that works for you or if none of them really seem to be of that much value but I mean, there's just so much fluff there that it's kind of hard to avoid with like the YouTube algorithm and whatever. But yeah, now that we've had videos our... and stuff like that pretty often, right? Uh, no, I mean, I used to do it more like first year. Um, then I, I don't know. I figured they're all the same thing. So like I, I stopped watching, honestly, highly edited videos, um, at all. Like all the YouTubers I watch now are like, they'll just sit down and talk to the camera for like 30 minutes. Huh. Um, and and they'll like podcast? share principles and share like ideas within that. But like I hate watching those like short edited like here are ten principles that'll make you more productive than Elon Musk videos because it, it, it like it, it, you just feel like I I don't know what it is but like there was this one day like for some reason like I was watching Jordan Peterson and like I just had like fifty Jordan Peterson videos open and like I watched them all and I was like man I did not get anything from that like what the hell am I doing. Um, <laughs> And like, like I felt like it felt as bad as if I had just spent like, like twelve hours straight just binge watching like some show. Honestly, it felt worse because like you're you're like mentally drained because you feel like you should be getting something from it, so you're focused. But at the same time, there's nothing actually like to be gained from that. Part of it is Jordan Peterson's fault because he's guy's a bit of a waffler. But then part of it is just like it's just the same productivity. Like, like I don't know. Man. I find these people that go on podcasts consistently like impressive, not because they have some you know extraordinary knowledge that most society doesn't have but that they're consistently able to talk about something in a way that can be clipped um for like hours and hours and hours on end like if you look through our clips that we like create for shorts and stuff maybe one mm-hmm. or two are usable but um oh but mr beast talks about this and he calls it the andrew tate method um okay but he's like oh like an hour podcast for me is so valuable because you can create like 40 clips from this podcast and just free free media um but like it's very how do you do that, do that though 
it's like because I feel like all of the traditional podcasting advice is like just like really be focused on the conversation and like be interested in what your guests or like your co-host is saying just be present and like you'll have a good conversation and like good moments will be created from it don't be focused on the content rather be focused on the process or, or whatever like the the advice is but like how how do you do that but also like want your podcast to grow if you're like somebody who cares about that and get couple of moments like I, I feel like it's like a complete like dichotomy of like like it's just opposite like it's just like you can't do both at the same time or it's very hard to at least i don't know how you don't think you don't think having a good conversation is something that can be taken out of context and um deemed valuable by society no no like i think a good conversation definitely can but i think a good conversation isn't always um like what's the word like it, it, it doesn't always lend itself to having clippable moments like, I would say most of the conversations we have on this podcast are pretty good, but not all of them are, like, clippable moments. Yeah, but then they're not that good, <laughs> no? Um, I, I guess that kind of depends on how you define what a good conversation is. Like, that's, I mean, sure, that's, that's like, what, how, do you, what, how do you define a good conversation? Okay, I guess I, I guess I know what you mean. Um, yeah, there's two ways. One is, like, oh, how do you feel after the conversation? Which mm-hmm. is, like, the point of a conversation to make people feel things. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, I define like a good podcast conversation as like how densely, concisely, and like well can you pack a bunch of ideas into this conversation? And so if we talk about 30 things and all 30 things are really well put together and they're interesting, I think that's a good good conversation as opposed to one thing drawn out. Um, mm-hmm. But that one thing could actually make you feel better afterwards. So you're right yeah those are those are both good i think one other like really good one is that if you're like in the in the context of like your a recorded conversation if you're watching the conversation and despite the fact that you're not actually a part of it you feel like you're a part of it i think that's like a really indicator that it's like an amazing podcast or an amazing conversation i feel like the best podcasts are the ones where like you'll sit through and watch it and you'll feel like you're sat in the room with them like in an a in the involvement sense even though you haven't spoken a word but it just feels like yeah like oh i knew he was gonna say that or like just like the it's, it's like hard to put into words but just that visceral feeling you get when you're actually sat in a room with somebody or watching somebody or being part of a conversation that being reflected through a computer screen and you getting that feeling so it kind of like similar to your first point of like feeling like feeling good after the conversation has ended you know you know what's odd i hate listening to podcasts i find them insanely boring like like 99 percent of the time i hate listening to podcasts so, like, the purpose of this podcast for me is the conversation itself. I've never re-listened to any one of our podcasts. I think the only one I re-listened to was, well, I mean, obviously I listened to it while editing, but other than that, the first one. Yeah. Like, I, I listened to the first one a couple of times. Oh, okay, I've listened to the first one too, but that's just, like, you know, how far we've come type of thing. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. All right, apart from our philosophical, like, half, oh, what do you mean? Big difference between uh, what? Okay. The difference between like the first podcast that we did versus now. I don't know if our conversation skills have got any better, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we, like okay, I said like again there two times, but we haven't gotten that much better. At least I haven't gotten that much better at saying like or avoiding filler words. Maybe we've gotten a bit more better at not sounding robotic um, or being able to bounce ideas off each other. 
but then occasionally we'll have like blips like the mayor podcast i think wasn't a good performance um particularly <laughs> the for me mayor podcast like the mayor. i i think we performed really well for the mayor i think i fumbled <laughs> I, I i genuinely think i fumbled that one a little bit um no, no, no. Like, no. I don't it know was, what it is. Dude, we... Like, the, the production quality has gone through the roof. Like, looking back, I don't know why we thought the thing we did for the first episode was a good idea. It was just, like, like this poorly drawn, like, thing that we did in, like, oh, what was it? Like, Microsoft Paint. We were all, like, collabing on... Oh, Microsoft Paint. Like, there was some, like, drawing app we were all collaborating on. It was, like, 10 of us in a Discord, like, throwing shit on the screen. Yeah. And then we just put some... And I just put some, like, red text saying the drawing board or whatever. I mean, the, the name, the like name stuck. The name was, the name was a banger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like that, like... It makes sense for the first one. It's like good to look back on, um, but yeah, I was gonna, mm -hmm. basically the production quality has gone up. I don't know if our conversation skills have improved that much. Oh, do you think that they have? Yeah. Um, I think I've become more cognizant of my conversation skills. But the one thing I think the podcast has helped me realize is that I'm much worse at conversation when I have a lot of emotion in me. Like if I'm angry or nervous or really excited, I turn useless in conversation. And so I want to like learn to you know, bottle all that up and still articulate my idea as well. Well, where'd you come to that realization? The like the emotions ruin your conversation skills. Okay. If if you <laughs> if you like if, if, if you want to share. Yeah, I was playing basketball one time. Okay. I'm usually a very pacifist type of guy. I don't like getting to beef or anything. You know, a game's a mm -hmm. game. I don't really care. There's this sure. guy who's like kept talking a lot, and he kept saying like random stuff. And he wasn't good. If he was good, like, it's different. Uh, and he was on my team. Sorry, he was on my team. Um, and he was, and I was like, miss a shot. And one time he came up to me, he's like, Chris, you are relegated from having the ball. Give the ball to me. And then I lost it. I was like, bro, who are you? Like, what do you think you're saying? And I just, like, did not have, and then I, and then I was feeling a lot of things, but I, was, I just looked at him, I was like, yo, just stop. Just stop. Like, that's mm -hmm. all I said. But in reality, I should have said more. And better. And so that's where I realized, oh, I can't communicate properly when I have like a lot of emotions. But I was thinking back and in all the podcasts that we do, I feel like I'm articulating whatever I have in my head quite clearly. And so I was like, I need to learn how to bottle that up. Yeah, I guess that's why people have like, it's like, damn, like in the, in the shower after the, after like a fight, it's like, man, I should have said that. I think everybody kind of has yeah. that like inability to express yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much what it, what it was for me. But I don't really fight that often, I feel. So it was, was kind of like, yeah, revelationally, a revelation, yeah. an epiphany. All right. So, other than our like lofty philosophical New Year's resolutions, do you have any like more concrete or more like traditional sense ones? Um, just like things you're interested in, kind of exploring this year. Okay. Um, could be yeah. anything. Read more. I'm going one book a okay. month. I, I'm gonna keep it realistic. Read more. So, book already. Already got the goods. First one is like my Stephen slide. Hawking, The Grand Design. Okay. Nice. Um, it, it's, a, it's a book about... He quotes it really well. It's a book about quantum physics, pretty much, and like why mm -hmm. the universe acts the way it does. But he poses it in the way of, like, should you believe in religion? This is why or this is why not. Or, like, why is it the case that you feel things? Like, does is that... Um, is that proof that there is a God or is mm -hmm. it logically good to work together or should you just like look out for yourself 24 seven? And like, he kind of talks about all these things from physics axioms, which is pretty cool. Um, 
so yeah it's been a good book okay so far nice i might read that as well too we could do like a book club at the end of the month okay Chris, oh, uh, you want to present your <laughs> so <laughs> miss actually uh the author was really talking about you know lots of deep and philosophical mindsets when he mentioned the atom because the atom is mm. really a very tiny object that represents us in the universe and how small we are as people yeah Chris, that's <laughs> exactly the copy paste that's copy pasted directly from uh what is that website that does book summaries <laughs> oh yeah scratch notes or something something yeah, Chris, that's copy paste from the scratch notes could you please share your own ideas um <laughs> yeah okay, how fun cool reading more books um, um anything else i also yeah, i also got into like interior design um i yeah i just want to like i want to be in a place that makes me feel really good and so i got like a bunch of random gadgets um like i showed you my like album posters on the wall i got like you can see up here it's like a projector that projects like random galaxy type stuff um okay. so i just want to like make my room really nice which is oh, also... where are you now so are you still like in the city doing your call oh you're done your co-op right yeah i've done my co-op i'm, I'm still gonna work, work there part-time now i'm, I'm sorry okay. school. nice nice okay so yeah. how how was that i guess in reflection the entire start to finish we we talked about it a bit a couple months ago i guess it's been yeah. now co-op okay start to finish Honestly... where'd you learn how did you find it yeah honestly i learned probably the most i've ever learned in a co-op um but i'm very bad at like everything i was trying to learn like mm -hmm. uh foundationally i was like anything with electronics or mechanical design or just like fabrication i was i had no intuition on how things should be i started at, like the worst possible spot and so i didn't get as much done as i wanted to get done uh which sucks but I really enjoyed it. So that's what I'm saying on part-time. Um, the education, like, quality that I'm getting from, like, being absolutely useless dog. Like, I'm, I'm not sure why they kept me on part-time. If I was leading that company, I would have looked at my mm -hmm. performance and been like, you're not really effective. Like, you're a fun person, but you're not really effective. Like, you shouldn't stay on. Um, but I'm yeah. glad they did, so I can keep learning. I mean, I guess I saw something um, in you then. That, that TikTok oh, or like hopefully. Instagram short thing you made was pretty cool. What was that? The one they posted uh, on yeah, the like, page? Yeah, because I, I was really interested in like just making videos in general as well. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. but that Instagram reel, bro, he screwed up the the audio. It doesn't sound right. It's not even the right song. It's someone else doing a cover of the song. And so all the switches are supposed to be on beat, but in the Instagram reel, they're off beat. If you go to the YouTube though, oh, they're on beat. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. Another thing video. I learned is. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I learned is uh, I put probably like five, six hours into just making that one like twenty second clip, um, mm -hmm. and it performed really poorly. Uh, and so like the video editors like, oh yeah, this is like how it goes. If you put your your you know heart and passion into one thing, um, and put mm -hmm. it for the world to see, like oftentimes it won't do well. But if you like, our one of our best performing reels was um, you know the Winton meme. Quinton, uh, I might. What does it look like? It's it's like you know the Overwatch character, like the monkey. Yes. Okay, basically, okay, there's a meme of like a stuffy of him going around. That's okay, all it is. Yeah, I found it. Um, 
okay and just so, like, like a shit someone post. yeah someone just like put that put one of our merch on him and then t- it was like took probably one minute and we're having like two million <laughs> views <laughs> so it just goes to show it's, yeah it's kind of crazy yeah, I, f- I feel like the the traditional, like, idea of what makes us post-successful, like, it's obviously true. It obviously works. But I feel like just th- there's a lot of value in just also subverting that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, there's, like, there's no reason based on the understanding of the YouTube algorithm that a 40-minute unedited person just sat down talking to the camera, like, spitting bars, like, conversation should do well. Like, terrible retention, there's no, like, fast editing, so, like, my attention span's gone after, like, the five minutes. But just the fact that it's not a highly edited video has its own appeal. Yeah, you feel I that? agree. Although, like... I think I differ with a lot of, like, content creators on one thing, where everyone says, like, oh, there's no way to please the algorithm. The algorithm, like, you know, we'll do what it wants, just keep creating. Some videos will do well, some videos won't. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the algorithm and the amount of views you get, or at least the amount of likes you get or comments, is a very good indicator on how actually valuable your video was. Because on average, if you look at the videos with a lot of views and look at the videos with a little views on any channel, you will agree that the videos with lots of views were better videos. Um, and so like, I think it's, the Damn. algorithm is a pretty democratic system. And most creators were like, oh, you know, good videos sometimes get bad views because of um, an algorithm not doing well on their behalf are just coping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, the algorithm is not like using some magic formula. Right? It's just using the metrics that people give it. It's like the, the signs of I like this video are converted into this video will be pushed more. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I don't know. That, that's one thing a lot of creators like don't believe in. Um, and it's, I guess it's unhealthy <laughs> to believe in that because then, like, if something performs well, you take it personally. Uh, if you, if someone well, if something performs unwell, you take it personally. I guess there is some truth to what they're saying because there's probably certain videos where like or certain styles of videos where they've posted it once, it's done poorly, and then they've done a very similar video like later on that's done like amazing. Like for example, in like TikToks, like you could post one TikTok and the first initial couple hundred people you see it might just not like it, so it doesn't get pushed out. But then you repost the same video like a couple like hours later, and it does like a couple million views because the first couple hundred people liked it. Oh, that's true. That's but true, I, I guess I think that's in most cases, with... it's... Go ahead. I was going to say, it might be a little different with TikTok given how, like, um, dependent the video success is on those first initial kind of impressions where I think YouTube's probably a bit more, like, broadly sent out. I think it doesn't matter, though. Like, yes, there are outliers in this case, um, but that's just, like, variability and how that works. But in the general case... I think views and likes and comments are a very good, um, well, relative views and likes, as opposed to like the regular amount that you get, are a very good indication on how valuable your video is and how good it was. So, yeah. Yeah. We should, we should start posting what shorts for real, man. Oh, yeah. We did, that, that's, that's like, we said it, we said it last on the one year anniversary episode, but yeah, they properly did The drawing board is New Year resolution. Yeah. I think okay, once any, you get a camera, we ha- we'll we'll be like pretty set on the production quality front. I think we're not to gas oh. ourselves, but I think it's looking pretty nice now. Yeah, I, I, I think our audio is pretty on point. 
Um, it's just as soon as we have, yeah, I mean, we're, we're basically there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the, the goals that I had for 2023 um, and kind of seeing which one of those I want to keep doing. Read through them. Yeah, Read through I also them had judge. Okay. Um, I mean, a couple of them I like I dropped. So like one of them was get a 520 plus on the MCAT, but I'm obviously going to do that this year. So I guess that's just moved over this year. Okay. Um, and then I said to get a 4.0 last semester of last year and then this semester this year because obviously that, that past that would have been so i mean achieve that w um nice and i had some like gym goals for like how much i want to hit in terms of like strength numbers and like body weight um i said 170 and then like 165 bench 225 squat 275 deadlift which i thought was like conservative um but so yeah i mean i'll just run those back the, the, the annoying thing is i swear every time i start like being consistent again it's like two months away from Ramadan. And then, like, in Ramadan, I can't really train because, like, oh. I mean, you, you could cut, I guess. But, like, it's just, like, not the best idea to, like, train while completely dehydrated. Um, but the time is going to be better now. Like, the sun, sunset will be probably closer to 7 p.m. So I could probably go in the afternoons. At the end of the day, it's, like, probably cope and I can figure something out. Um, so, yeah, I'll just run those back again. I got, like, partially there. I'm like, a lot closer. My bench was, I basically hit a plate on bench. Um, what is your reason for working out? Uh, I honestly don't know. Like, I, I've tried putting it into words before, but it's usually just, like, a feeling I get occasionally, whether it's, like, watching or, like, see seeing some sort of, like, a video where somebody, is like, is looking jacked, like, damn, but, like, I wish I looked like that. Just, like, okay. just, like, a like a natural, just, like, attraction to that okay. that being. And I, occasionally, it's, like, some, like, philosophical ideas, like, or, like, I, like the quote, I have my Twitter bio, it's, like, uh, the society it's, that separates, it's, like, warriors and philosophers or whatever will have its fighting done by fools and it's um thinking done by cowards or something like that something along those lines mm-hmm. it's like the idea of like being like a physically strong capable human being and it's also the one um quote by i think Epictetus or the other stoic guy where it's like like it's a tragedy for a man to grow old and not know the strength of which his body is capable of like that seems like i don't know like i'm just drawn to that um yeah, but to be honest, it's usually just like an emotional like feeling of like, damn, this would be sick. And then it, it's usually enough to keep me going for a couple months at least. And then if something changes, then I stop. But fingers crossed this time that so, doesn't happen. So is it more of a... Is it more attractive to be strong or more attractive to look good in your eyes? Like, uh, more like more attractive to you? Um, I mean, they're, they're practically like inseparable not like inseparable not inseparable, but you can't like you can't really be like strong strong like if if you have a two-plate bench you're not gonna have like like a tiny chest you know what i mean or if, if you can like curl like 40s for reps you're not gonna have small biceps or whatever it is if, if you can squat three plates you're not gonna have small legs so it's it's like a combination of both obviously if i had to choose one though i would probably go with like looking strong because that's how people judge it nobody cares what you can bench if you look puny even though that doesn't really happen but if, if i had to choose one i would i would choose looking strong is, is that not something that like you're okay. interested in in general like um i guess like going gym um, looking strong looking jack so i mean obviously i think obviously if you could press a button you would do it but like enough to yeah. care enough about it type thing yeah i thought about this a lot we'll see in arguments with my friends because i think i'm the only person in my friend group that 
doesn't care much for it at all. Like even mm-hmm. Sap goes to the gym. It's how's been going, Jim. Sap, Sap goes to the gym, sleeper a picture, build, and says, <laughs> and "says Chris, where are you?" <laughs> um, so I think I'm the only person that doesn't. Um, the reasoning is strength is not that appealing to me at all. Uh, sure. Yeah, strength is not that appealing to me. Athleticism is, um, and so like, athleticism and being healthy is so. Like that's that's why I would rather play a sport like basketball or volleyball or something than ever work out because you can maintain athleticism. Um, the other thing is about looking good is, yeah, like in my head, like looking good is the most like is is why you would work out like is why you would train with weights um, because mm-hmm. you can look good faster. Um, right. I think also like if you. If you're a built person, you command more respect naturally. Um, it's oh, like, yeah, 100%. That's, yeah, it's like, as of now, I have not needed to. Because <laughs> like, sure. the world that I'm in is filled with scrawny nerds. Um, so it's it's not like... Do, do you think, it's don't not, you think there's even more value then? Like, if you're an outlier in that sense? No. No? Because, like, if, the if world? you're, like, in the, like, the, what's it called? Like, personal training industry, then you kind of have to. Because, like, it's just, like, a barrier. But, like, there's no, like, negative to being jacked in a world filled with, like, uh, like scrawny nerds. Well, the negative is, like, it's a demonstration of where you put your time. Um, and it's more valuable to be working on your magnum opus, in my head, than getting jacked, even if it's an hour a day. But I know there's some things where it's like, oh, if you work out, it'll clear your head and you'll be more productive for the rest of the day and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so like this, for this year, but, I've been considering starting to work out. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that like the diffuse positive effects of kind of just like the halo effect of looking jacked are, are not worth it? Like just like the positive so the traits we tend to associate with people who are like better looking physically um, because of like working out or just being healthy that kind of translating over to the way people perceive your hard work or the way people perceive um, like your magnum opus. Like for example, like you putting in like 10% more work toward like whatever your, your magnum opus is, is probably pretty hard to, to like tell versus like that going from zero to that 10% effort in the gym is like exponential like results and exponentially like you're able to see um, like positive benefits from that. That's true. But okay, let's put it this way. I would rather I would be I would rather be successful and powerful and ugly than look good and mediocre. Like average. Not not even not even yeah. like um below average, but that that's the current like that's the current way I view my life. Um but I think I might start going to the gym only because of this idea of going like exercising for an hour. Uh, will clear your mind, or at least I'll, I'll probably play ba- basketball more often. We'll see. Cool, cool. Okay, yeah. Other than that, I also had like reading, reading books. I, I put nine books last year, which is pretty conservative. But um, did you get nine? Maybe I'll. No, I didn't get nine. I got a couple though. I I read um, Great Gatsby. I read uh, David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. I have, I have a list, but I think I didn't get nine. No. Um, what else? I also said 
to develop nine new skills. Like this is one thing that I really like the idea of if like like within like a month, just like choose a skill. Like it could be literally anything. Like I think you did this for a while where like like twirling like a pen on your finger or like learning to solve a Rubik's Cube or like whatever it might be. Just like yeah. these random like knickknack like party skill tricks. Like it's just like cool to have those. And it doesn't take too much time out of day, like half an hour, like choose one skill every month and by the end of the month you'll be like pretty competent at it. Yeah, I have um, one right now. I have um where is it? Just again. Yo yoing. Okay. Oh um nice. Am I frozen? Oh no. no yeah, I can see. So I've been I've been yo yoing and like when I'm just like walking or something, I'll pull up the yo yo shifai. Mm-hmm. Have um, you kept up with like like doing it consistently or do you just like do it whenever you find a new skill you find or like you, you want to have like before you um, what were you doing basically no I, I i yeah i don't i don't keep i don't keep up with like a resolution like that like oh nine new skills mm-hmm. this year it's just more like yeah. when i find something that's cool but i think i as, as a person i naturally have an inkling to keep learning like new things and i think the idea of party tricks are really cool like being able to do something that not many other people can yeah for sure. Yeah. And then to round it off, um, I said I wanted to be able to type at 115 words per minute consistently. 115. I'm like yeah, I'm at like 105 consistently, 110. I can occasionally hit like 115 plus. So I'm On not, type not racer or quite monkey yet. type? No, monkey type. Type racer, 115 is crazy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, I I need to stop being a fraud and, and start being to, bro, yeah, I just don't like type racer, man. <laughs> I just don't like type racer, bro. <laughs> you you remove okay. capital letters, all punctuation. Okay, yeah, yeah, but like it's it's just about like the actual like finger speed. It's like uh, I like as as my what's it called, uh, monkey type speed has gone up. My type racer speed has also gone up by like osmosis. Obviously, if I typed more on type racer, I'd have like more direct skill or more direct improvement on that front. But yeah. yeah, those were the ones for last year. I'll probably keep those. Oh, I also had like learning a language. I want to do that. I've been want to do that for like multiple years now. Oh, dude, bombed, so. dude, we should learn a language. Okay, I know what language you should learn. Okay. There's this language called Esperanto. Have you heard of it? I know Esperanto. Yeah, Esperanto. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. For the yeah. viewers, Esperanto was a language that was made by a person specifically to be really easy to learn. Um, there's only like so many rules and every single word in the language follows those rules. For example, in English, um, like one rule rule is the plural of something has an S at the end. So like, um, instead of like dish, you would have dishes, but there's exceptions. Like instead of goose, you have geese, right? Um, in this language, there are no exceptions whatsoever. So that makes the language really easy to learn. And I really want to learn the language. I learned the alphabet already. I think we should learn it. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. It seems it seems cool. I just don't know if I would be motivated enough to actually follow through with it because I feel like, I mean, obviously it's designed to be easy to learn, but learning any language is still kind of hard. The the one that I've been wanting to learn is Arabic um, just because I already have like a... F- oh, but you, yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah, I, I have like a foundational understanding. I can already partially read it i mean not really but like i can partially read it a lot of the words overlap with urdu because urdu is like kind of influenced a lot by like arabic um text and stuff um i don't know i i just also think the language is like really sick i also have amr to like be my personal like language teacher 
mm-hmm. type of thing. I think that's like so a So you big... follow through on Arabic? I mean, hopefully. I've been saying I'll, I'll follow through on things. But that's my problem I'll... is not following through. Let it be heard here that I want to see a 365 Duolingo streak on Muhammad's Arabic. Okay. I am uh, not using the... Duolingo. Terrorist uh... app. Duolingo is terrible for learning languages. <laughs> Duolingo is ass. Duolingo is so useless. Oh, there's this other Duolingo one. Duolingo for four years. I, I'm I'm using oh, this, still, this other this one thing that you might find Pimsleur. Cool. Um, oh, Pimsleur? What's that? Like, uh, basically, it's like these thirty-minute like lessons where there's like a native Arabic speaker. They'll be they'll just say a sentence, and throughout the course of the episode you're taught to understand all the words in that sentence and how they kind of are formed in within like sentences basically um and then on top of that you naturally have that constant feedback of the way that it's supposed to sound to so your so your your pronunciation tends to be pretty good of all the the language learning apps that I've seen from people who like do this regularly Pimps sort of keeps coming up as like the big like the best one for actually learning how to speak the language initially and then eventually yeah. I'm going to move on to like like grammar textbooks and stuff once I have that foundational. The way that Pimsleur is set up, it's like through it's 30 or like 90 total, but but like three sets of 30 lessons are available for Arabic. So I'm going to go through all of those. And that's meant to get you to like a A2, low B1 level, if you're familiar with like the language uh, category yeah. like system. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's meant to get to like a low or high A2, low B1. And then from there, you kind of learn uh, grammar, more vocab, stuff like that. There we go. Riverside chat, but supposedly, like, as you're using the internet, it just replaces mm-hmm. some words in the other language that you're trying to learn. Um, so you can learn them in context. Okay, I'll check that out. And just like a lot of resources, with like everything. I hate how many resources there are. Some yeah, honestly, because there's like analysis yeah. paralysis. This one's this one kind of just seamless, like placed into your life. Like whether whether you want to learn a language or not, it's pretty it's pretty helpful to have. If you could learn any language, what would it be? Any one language. Fluent. Mm. I want to say Mandarin. Um, yeah, yeah, probably Mandarin. Probably Mandarin. Yeah. Sorry. Why Mandarin? Why Mandarin? I'll learn Mandarin because it's. One of the top three languages used in the world. Um, I know yeah, English. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like cap widely used because like it's all it's all in one country. It's kind of the way that Hindi is like top three. It's like it's not really so, like. So I mean, yeah, but when like you, when you're thinking if, on the world scale, scale, your primary targets are dense populations. Fair enough. So I know English. India is heavily populated. I know Hindi. Um, mm-hmm. So Mandarin would be cool to learn as well. Either that mm-hmm. or. Um, I would want to like learn a dying language, um, or a language that's not that popular, like Esperanto. Yeah, Esperanto is cool. Dude. I wonder who made that. Probably some linguist guy. Yeah, I forget. Uh, what else, bro? You got something? Let's talk about it. I'm grasping here. You have any other resolutions yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't mention? We probably should start coming to these prepared. I don't understand yeah, how people well, like I'm I'm so impressed by podcasters who are just like two dudes, like just a couple of friends and they just like sit down every single week to talk about stuff. I mean like they usually are like have like similar lives so they can talk about stuff that's going on. But we also are pretty bad at like having 
or at least I'm pretty bad at having interesting stuff to talk about regularly. And then your stuff is like pretty, yeah, like, you'll start doing new things every once in a while. But then like, it's those things. Yeah. You should, you should start preparing okay. topics and shit. Okay. Tell me about your day. How's your day? Okay. My day. <laughs> I woke up literally five minutes before the podcast started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday okay yesterday was pretty fun uh yesterday um i mean the morning was pretty chill just sat around uh did some work for a club that i'm in for uni i had like the terms to event list basically I had to write that up i spent like a couple hours on that then was on slack for a bit talking with like team members uh, and then after that i kind of just ate and then we went over to Mary Brown's, and then the boys met up. And then we headed up to Francois. Nice. We watched um, something. There's a movie. I can't remember what it's called. Like something Castle. It's like one of those like anime movies. It was like kind of mid, to be honest. I didn't like it very much. Uh, Are you still working at yeah. Mary Brown's? No, no, no. I was just. I mean, I'm in Vancouver. How can I work at Mary Brown's? Oh, you're in Vancouver right now. No, no. I'm saying I am in Vancouver like during most of the year. So how could I be working at Mary Brown's? Oh, for the breaks? I don't know. I thought I saw a video of you working there. No. Wait. If I randomly showed up at your house at 1 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Dude, why does my camera keep... What would you assume it was for? If you randomly showed up at my house at 1 a.m.? Yeah. Um. Are you alone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's two things. Either you want to like just like hang out. Okay, two things. Either <laughs> nice. one, you're just trying to like hang out, and then like we'll just walk around, or like you had like a like an accident or something. Like you were driving and like you had an accident near like where my house is, and you're like, shit, bro. Like it's gonna take a while. I'll just head over there, something like that. I don't know. I feel like I don't have. Yeah, like, okay. it's not a good I'll answer, say the same but... for you. No, no I'll say the same for you. Yeah, I'm just. I, I found like a bunch of questions online. So I'm just saying them. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I got arrested. You just found out I got arrested. Why do you think I got arrested? <laughs> uh, trespassing. Trespassing? Yeah, trespassing. Where do you think I would have trespassed? I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like you'd be like on like a rooftop or something. I don't know. It's, it's probably based on the fact that like you went rooftop a couple of times and then you had that thing at oh, uh, MIT where you're like oh yeah we go to like those oh, underground true. like places yeah, or whatever so I feel like you'd be like at like a place where like you probably shouldn't have been rooftoping you probably shouldn't have been in the area and then like somebody catches you yeah but if, if I got arrested what, what do you think it would be for bro you're like a I'm a straight shooter you don't dude. break many rules yeah Dude, also, like, this is kind of deep. This is, like, part of the reason I think that I like going to the gym. Because, like, the like the vision I have myself, or I've had of my not, not anymore of myself, but, like, that, like, um, I think was publicly perceived for, like, most of the time I was, like, young. I was, like, oh, yeah, like, straight shooter. Like, I was very quiet up until, like, like grade nine, basically. And even past that, like, I haven't, I think, I think until uni, I wasn't really, like, opened up. Like, this very, like, straight shooter, shy kid, doesn't really talk much type thing. And I, and I think people who go to the gym generally don't have that perception. It's like, oh, like, confident, well-spoken, 
has your life together type of person. Not 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 to say that life together and like quiet are like opposites, but I don't know. I think that's part of the reason. But yeah, we just turn it into oh, a like session again. The vision, the vision you have of yourself <laughs> is that of a like of your future self is that of a confident person, and your head a confident person is jacked. Yeah, is is like yeah, jacked basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, in my head, like when I when I picture my like forty year old self, I see myself jacked mm-hmm. too. Like, I, I'm not skinny in my head over <laughs> in 20 years. I say less than we better get better start working. <laughs> no, but mine will just happen, bro. Trust. Okay. Just like magic <laughs> or what? Honestly, like, worst, I'm, I would do plastic surgery. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think there's like anything wrong with doing plastic surgery. If I, if I looked ugly and there was a way I could like snap my fingers um, and not look ugly. I would do it happily. I don't think plastic surgery even works well, though. Like, I feel like most people who end up doing it don't look much better. And also, like, I well, think the, the majority of the population or the biggest population who actually gets plastic surgery are already good looking, but they're just so insecure about their like looks that they end up getting it anyways. Oh, that might be true. But you only I mean, think outs- that Outside of, like, certain countries... You only like, think I plastic like surgery South looks Korean bad stuff. is because you're judging the people that that got botched. Like the, the most people that get plastic surgery don't talk about it, so you don't know. Yeah, I guess for like basic things like rhinoplasties or whatever, probably hard to tell. But like your boy's gonna be turning up to Turkey for the hair hair transplant soon. Oh, that doesn't count as plastic surgery, does it? I guess it does. Yeah, it does. No. I guess that's that's like a more accepted version. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I'm pro plastic surgery, and I if if there's a way is like not injecting oil into my biceps because that's dangerous. <laughs> but if there's another way, I just like they come jack, press a button, and like have a one week waiting period, and then get jacked. I would do it happily. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody would. Yeah, well, well we that's, have the option. The... the option exists. What? What's the option? Plastic surgery. Yeah, but you can't get jacked using plastic surgery. Do you know that? Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's nothing you can do to just make your muscles bigger. I mean, like, you can do like terrible like ab implants and stuff, but literally every single ab implant looks terrible. But even that doesn't make oh, it jacked. Like, you can't just make your biceps bigger, <laughs> or like anything. Like, well, biceps what, what, are still like... one of the easier like muscles to make bigger. Like, imagine trying to make your chest look bigger. Like, just like. Have you done? Have you looked into those like electric stimulation things for muscles? Electric stimulation. Those don't work. Yeah, like they don't. No, that's just not the mechanism behind muscle growth. That's, that's just a complete sham. It's it's like drinking like it's like one of those like South Asian like medicine remedies. Like, oh, this will cure cancer. Trust. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> it shouldn't be that much of a scam. Like, look, when you when you put electric pulses your body you can control the contracting of your muscles right this is true yes yeah like you know those tens devices tens no i don't that is tens units search up tens units okay i figured out my camera kept dying is because it was literally dead so we're gonna be (laughs) running without the camera for the rest of the podcast that's okay search up tens units I look up tens like the Valorant player. Tens unit. Okay, yeah. 
Okay, have you seen these before? Uh, I've seen them, yeah, but I've only seen them in the context of like uh, those like defibrillators and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, like a lot of people, there, it's common massages too. Like, like people put those pads and then contract their muscles for massages. But mm-hmm. like the electric abs, like stimulators, supposedly like will do the same thing as a workout will. So that could also be another option for getting jacked. But like they would only work if, like, there's like like muscles respond to like the tension placed on them. Like we have uh, certain types of specialized cells within our muscles that respond to tension placed on them. So like I can contract my bicep right now, but the muscle recognizes there's no tension on it, so those muscles aren't activated. And the primary mechanism of muscle growth is the activation of those um, like tension. Uh, What's, what's the word? Tension sensing like cells in our muscles, and they send out like downstream pathways and signals that basically create muscle growth. And then also like minor muscle damage caused by the actual like pulling on and use of the muscle. So like I could sit here and just like move my arm up and down all day. I'm not gonna grow any muscle from that because there's no actual force against it. There's no tension being placed on the muscle. And likewise with like Wait, an ab, like... like there's no tension being placed on the muscle, but so if I just like hung something on my arm, could I get like really big biceps? No, because I, I think you have to like exert a force against it for the actual like cells to, I don't know the exact mechanism, so I'm probably messing this up, but like I, I, I can't, it can't just be like you hanging there, like hanging something against your arm. It has to be like, that's part of it. Like the, if you, you've probably heard of time under tension so that that's the, like the idea behind time under tension is like you have slow eccentrics to kind of get your muscle um like more stretched out have those those cells types activated for longer but it's not like the primary mechanism like you have to exert a force against that that uh whatever tension. But what if the tension was just like perceived but didn't exist like if you like if you stimulated your muscles to act as they would have if they were under tension, then would it work? Or it, it actually needs to physically be under tension? I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm you can make a... a machine. I'm sure you can make a machine that you can like just grab and then just like does shit to your like biceps and then you're done. Lower it go. Dude, you know what's crazy? There, there's a machine like that. It's called a dumbbell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, tech nerds are on their way to literally recreate dumbbells just so they don't have to work out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god! But I think what <laughs> dumbbells you can do what twelve reps and stop. This one, this one, like just keeps going. It just keeps going. It doesn't stop. Yeah, this doesn't. This is not possible, dude. I don't. This is not science. This is not science. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. Oh, another thing I want to make. Another, okay. Another like New Year's resolution type thing. Um, I want to make a device I can just put on my face. Okay. And it, it'll brush my teeth. And I'll wash my face. And then, yeah. And then I take it off. Dude, this is reminding me of the one time where like, I think it was a heat shot, heat episode. And you're like, oh, like if there was like one inconvenience, like. Oh, like that you could like get rid of what it be, and you'd be like, "Bro, like honestly, of all things, like if I didn't have to shit anymore, like I'd definitely do that." 
That's facts. All these things are so inconvenient. It's not that. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Like if aliens came to the if aliens came to our world right now, and they saw that we had like every hundred meters a specific room designed for one procedure that like we haven't gotten control of yet, they'd be like, "What the heck? Like these guys are stupid. They haven't they aren't able to control like excretions from their body in a more in a better way than a room every hundred meters." It's so useless. I mean, I feel like if it was carbon-based life form, that would be like a pretty late-stage thing you overcome. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah. But like, if aliens were to come here, then like, obviously, they're a very late-stage too, right? Yeah, true. But I mean, but then at that point, yeah. it's like, whatever. There was this one thing I saw, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, <clears throat> where he was talking about how like the DNA difference between us and chimpanzees is like, literally 0.5%. Like, we share 99.5% of our DNA with, with them, if not higher. I think it might even be higher. So, like, an alien life form that is only, like, 10% different from us in their actual DNA makeup could be, like, an intelligent dif- or intelligent that we have between, like, chimpanzees, basically. So, like, even, like, a minor evolutionary difference could make the a different life form significantly more intelligent than us and have... Um, and they would perceive us the way that we perceive chimpanzees or other monkey species. It's kind of crazy. Exactly. And chimpanzees are shit anywhere. They take, they poop anywhere. They don't have to go to the bathroom. Actually living a better life than us. God, dude, we need to go back to the, or, return to monk. Or? Return to monk. <laughs> or, okay, another thing is like, isn't it crazy how valuable it is to drink water for us? But like you just yeah. have to remember to do it. No, you don't have to remember to do it. Your body has like mechanisms built in that remind you, like, yo, let's get some water in us. Right, but those mechanisms um are like okay, thirst is a mechanism that only occurs when you're at the low end. But if you drink more water than just when you're thirsty, the health benefits are very good. Does that make sense? That's not true. That's not true. It is, it's, 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 it is. It's like a common, I've really heard so many doctors talk about this. Like that's it's like a common misconception is that you need to drink water apart from when you're thirsty. Like the eight glasses of water a day or whatever like metric you want to use isn't actually true. Like you should drink water when you're thirsty. Because like drinking water when you're not thirsty okay. just overworks your kidneys and is not actually necessary. Okay, doctors say that, but doctors also say that like your pee should be like amber color, okay? Sure. Right. Okay. So me as an example and like plenty of other people drink water when they're like, you can be thirsty and ignore it. Right. Yeah. Because getting water is inconvenient for you. So like there's no actually enforcer, like there is sure a feeling that, oh, maybe I should drink some water, but there's no enforcer that you will drink water. But what if you took like bags of water, okay, with needles on, on the ends, like an IV solution. And then, like, strap them to your ankles and, like, put the needles in your ankles. And so, like, you know how, like, Rock Lee has those, like, weighted, like, bands on his legs, on his ankles? Yeah. Yeah, you'd have the equivalent of that, but they would also be hydrating you. Because it's like you're walking around with an IV attached to you. And so you never drink water. So is, is, is that not more probably. inconvenient than just drinking water? Maybe. Um... 
What? What do you mean? No. Maybe. It's so much more inconvenient. You just permanently have an IV bag attached to you. And then you're at your ankles for whatever reason. Why would you have it at your ankles, first of all? It's like the least, like the, it's like the worst place for them because I have to travel all the way back up your body. Like if you if you have them anywhere, like you'd want to have them oh. like in your arms or yeah, something. Like, I, well, as long as your body can do that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure like what biological I mean, like, systems I, I'm, offer that. You can't just in, inject them directly into like the bottom of your like foot because you have to be constantly moving for the veins to pump that water back up. Whereas if they're in your hands, like gravity will do that basically. And your hands move a lot more than like the bottom of your feet do for most people. So if anything, if you really want to pursue this idea, I recommend you do it. So you're arms. saying a permanent IV isn't, <laughs> isn't um, a good idea? No, I said it's a terrible idea. Okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is why we need non-tech bros in the meeting rooms, bro, just to bring you all down to earth. No, uh, I you know more about the human body than I do. I'm just trying. Like, there's so much wrong Not with true. it. Um, what's it's, it's also like really is? like impressive though, like. Studying cell biology, yeah. like it's yeah, like yeah, it's crazy true, it's how true. many things our body does at the micro scale. Yeah, that's very convenient. True, <sighs> if there was one random inconvenience, not not random inconvenience, but like just one, like I guess there's inconvenience, like thing you could do if you had unlimited amounts of money, what would it be? Like we we talk about this a lot of times as like within like the Vancouver like roommates circle. Like Amr said that he would never wear the same pair of socks again, which I thought was a complete waste. What? Yeah, he he said that he loves the feeling of a brand new pair of socks so much that if he was like like a billionaire, he would never wear the same pair of socks twice. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um like if you're saying you're rich rich or like moderately wealthy. No, I mean, like, you have infinite money. The money's not ops. Money, not, money is not object. Oh, there, bro, there's so much stuff I would do. I would instantly hire a chef and a maid. Okay, okay. so food and cleaning is no longer a problem for me. Then I would, I would go find someone who is willing to spend their entire lives following me around with a camera on, like Kanye did. And okay. I would get him to record my entire life. Or I would get them to record my entire life. Okay, like just for your documentary in 20 years' time? Yeah, well, it could be after I die. It could be like just having like content, having your entire life on film seems like such an awesome thing to have just in case you want to look back on it or you need it for like legal issues or like, yeah, you want to make a documentary in the future. Like you end up doing something like important and then like, Mm -hmm. oh, this was like, you know, before I was doing something important, this is how I was. Don't you wish you there was like documentaries of people like Albert Einstein when he was young and like you just had videos of him and knew what he was like? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. This is like one other thing that I actually had written down on my 2023 thing um, was to have like a daily video journal and post it publicly. Um, like, I don't know if it's just me, but in YouTube recently, I've been getting recommended so many just like small like creators who just like at the end of every day have like 10 minutes where they just sit down and just say what happened that day and where they are like mindset wise if they move closer to their goals what they learn whatever it might be and it's like it's not really for anybody to watch um unless they're like enjoying it or they, they, I mean, they want to or whatever but it's like really cool i think 
it's kind of it's like it's like a, a bootleg version of that following that have somebody following you around obviously it's not every single moment captured but like in the off chance that one of those or one of us becomes like turbo famous turbo successful then there's that like video log while you're actually in the journey okay where are you gonna post it i mean I don't know, it would just be like youtube like it would just be like a end of the day 10 minute this is what happened today okay. this is can you make the account right now are you gonna do it as well or what Mm. No. No. Okay. Well, it was like I, a half I, saw, idea. I, I used to vlog. I used to vlog on on like Snapchat and stuff. Um. Yeah, that died but, pretty quickly. But I didn't find. Yeah, I, I'll do it. I don't think there's any benefit of me posting it publicly. Actually, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean, yeah, you're probably right about the publicly thing. I don't know if there's any benefit to it, but like having that. Video journal is probably pretty. Yeah, like for me, like the. I find it more valuable to write in a journal than take a video thing because, um, my when I'm talking, my thoughts are still mixed up in my head, and sometimes I say things I like weren't correct or aren't like what I wish I would remember about myself. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And the other thing is, if it's public, like regardless of how candid you try to be there's always that like fear like okay one of these videos is gonna blow up and i just shared like the deepest like darkest secret that i have and now it's like all over and i don't want that to be type thing so maybe journaling is just superior well it depends like it depends on the person like if if you're scared yeah like if you if you're if you believe that your public speaking skills are bad it's probably more beneficial to do a video journal Posting it, posting it is just fun because like there's a log on the internet. Like you could you could die and all your videos could just like go away because nobody like knew your password, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so like just a log on the internet could be cool. Maybe like, I'll just start doing so it and then I won't this. post them. And then if I, because I, I feel like for me, I would definitely like say less things or say less important things if I was if I knew it was gonna be public. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I have the ability to be, like, completely candid knowing something's going to be, like, posted. At mm. least not in, like, a, like, it's so? just, like, a solo so? diary. Like, if, what would, you, what would your diary look like yesterday? Um, like, your I mean, video nothing. diary. Like, I, I would, my video diary yesterday, I mean, it would just be, like, what you just asked me about earlier, like, oh, how was your day? Like, it would just be that, then maybe, like, something else about, like, the overarching, like, goals like oh i applied to this thing and this is like how this relates to applying a med or whatever but again like i just don't think there's that much value in that posting that publicly now that you mentioned well there um i think it's a, it would be a cool relic to have to have consistently posted online yeah it'd be a cool relic to have like i would i'd be if i did that i'd be excited to show people like oh i've been doing this for the past two years um Here's like, or here's a fun fact about me. Like, it doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to watch it. Uh, on One thing that I do have is like my, my website is most of my notes are public that I ever write down. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get people who, who look through it and they like message me and they're like, oh, I found this thought really interesting. Um, or like, oh, I vibe with you completely on this thing, uh, which I also think is really cool. Like technically, technically, instead of video, if you, if you take writing, I do this already because all my notes are public on my website. Yeah. 
Do you do like a daily journal thing that you keep in your nose? Um, I used to. I stopped. That's why twenty twenty three sucked. It's gonna start again. Howard. Dude, honestly, we're rambling on. at this point. I was gonna say we should end it off because. Oh um, yeah, bro. I don't even know how long it's been. I like an hour bro. fifteen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the last fifteen minutes have been complete waffle. I might just cut this out. Yeah. Because if, if my if my camera's also been done, <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Hit the outro, bro. I, wait, how, do I hit the outros? Yeah, I mean, I think you should because I do the intros, so I think it would make um, sense. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, thank you so much. This has been the first episode of The Drawing Board in 2024 in season two. Thank you guys. Peace. Peace.